I'm your host, Landon Jones. With every new invention in the IT and software industries, which to be perfectly honest is almost every day, thought leaders in the industry are forced to find new and inventive solutions to meet their clients' needs and their budgets. Here to break down some of the new disruptions within IT is William Maker, Solutions Architect for Pinnacle Business Systems. How are you doing today, William? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, too. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So it's my understanding that you've worked within software and IT development for quite some time now. I was wondering, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen? Yeah, so I've been working at at Pinnacle Business Systems for the last five years uh, as a solutions architect. Prior to that, I worked primarily as a systems engineer for publicly traded companies, um, doing Linux systems administration, virtualization administration, and storage. And I think one of the primary changes that we're seeing in the industry right now is a big uh, changeover from uh, private clouds and private data centers over to public uh, cloud vendors and a migration of data out to those public clouds. Typically in the past, most industries and most companies and and entities have hosted their own own data on-prem and they have their own servers, their own storage, their own virtualization products, and then they have staff um, that they've hired to manage all those, that it's all of us that work in IT. And what's changing is a lot of people don't want to take care of the infrastructure that sits behind the scenes to run all those applications. So people are taking their data and they're migrating that to servers in massive data centers across the country and across the world. And we're seeing a migration of all that data and and people are not having to take care of the servers, storage or virtualization infrastructure that the applications live on anymore. And I I can imagine that that would have drastic effects on just about everyone involved in the industry, even those on the periphery. Can you talk about maybe who is being affected by this change and what that will look like? So as far as the people that this is affecting, I'd say primarily it affects the people in the business the most. What's happening is um, IT has traditionally not been able to deliver data center services as quickly as the business would like. With new inventions like the iPhone, the app store where people can get online and instantly download an application that lets them accomplish some sort of business goal. Um, Business units are used to that level of service. So what you're seeing is IT organizations are having to adapt quicker and come up with ways to deliver those applications to the business quicker and in a more agile way. I'd say the primary way that this affects different areas is uh, throughout the IT personnel in an organization, they're going to have to learn how to Um, use new management interfaces from Microsoft Azure, Amazon AWS, or Google Cloud Platform. And all of those um, different platforms have completely different management interfaces than people have used in the past. So it's going to affect IT personnel in that they're going to have to relearn a lot of the typical roles that they've had in the past. With this disruption, with the availability of public cloud vendors, what kind of effect does it have on the businesses that you're working with? I think everybody can tell that the future of IT right now is really based around hybrid cloud. There's going to be certain applications that are going to stay on-prem and the the location of the data is going to be very important to the business. There's also going to be applications where we have an opportunity to move those out to the public cloud and that's going to impact the job market in a drastic way. I think a lot of jobs are going to move away from uh, the typical company that an IT person might work for to where they may migrate and move towards these larger data centers and work for hosting providers that run public clouds. So I think you're going to see a migration of employees from your typical business over to 
you know, other areas and people are going to be more focused on running applications versus keeping up and maintaining infrastructure. And so what does that mean for you at Pinnacle Business Systems? I would say the biggest impact that that's going to have for us is a migration away from typical hardware sales to focusing more on managed services and software. Um, we've traditionally uh, at Pinnacle sold a lot of hardware, server, storage, virtualization products, networking infrastructure. I still see networking playing a major role in our bot in our you know top line revenue, but I think that servers and storage will start to fade away as more of that data migrates to public clouds. But there's going to be a challenge for our customers remaining in that they don't have a lot of experience with public clouds. So we're going to have to get educated on all the different public clouds that users might use and figure out how we can help our customers migrate to those public clouds. I really like that answer. There's always a learning curve with new things and new technologies. Can you give me an example of a problem that one of your clients might face that a public cloud could possibly be a solution for? So let's say you're a customer and, and you, uh, you run a business and you have a primary data center and the primary data center runs all your production business applications to be able to keep your business running. Um, the, a big challenge for customers, especially in the Oklahoma region with natural disasters like tornadoes, is to be able to have the ability to run an application in more than one place at the same time. And we call those HA or active active type solutions. So uh, a big business objective uh, for a lot of companies around here is the ability to take their primary applications and, and spread those across um, different geographies so that in the event of some sort of power outage or, or natural disaster, they can um, have business continuity. Typically in the past, you had some sort of asynchronous replication uh, between your storage frames. So all of your data would live in one data center and then on some sort of replication schedule once a day, once every few hours, your data would be replicated to some remote site. But with newer products, um, we're able to actually stretch um, networks across large distances, and we can now run applications in more than one place at the same time, which uh, gives us the ability to have no data loss at all, rather than a small amount of data loss that you would have in an asynchronous type configuration. So if you are running a retail shop and you have hundreds and hundreds of locations across the United States and you're processing credit cards, all those credit card transactions are going back to some application server in a data center somewhere that's processing that, that credit card data. And if you were to lose that data center, um, that your challenge would be that your retail locations would no longer be able to process credit cards. So you can associate a cost to that, you know, a cost of the downtime. And what we have to do is we have to put together um, TCO documents, total cost of ownership documents that detail out the cost to the business to have a certain amount of downtime. And then we help justify the purchase of this very expensive um, uh, hardware and software to be able to configure something in an HA configuration um, and figure out if the cost benefit is good for that particular customer. So if you're a smaller or mid-sized company, you may not be able to afford two data centers. You may only have access to maybe even a small portion of one data center in your local market. But with public cloud, you're not able to pay on demand for a secondary data center that could be across the country. So if you have all of your data locally here in Oklahoma City, for example, and you want to pay Amazon and replicate your data to one of Amazon's data centers in Oregon, you would now be able to have an HA configuration, even though 
you may not be one of the richest companies in the world that, that previously were, were the only ones that were able to afford a solution like this. And then I guess along with that, this is never something that's fun to talk about, but people are scared of using public clouds for security reasons. Is that a fear that you feel people should be allowed to have, or is that not a concern for you? I think anytime you take away control from your own internal organization and you give some of that control to another entity, there's a, a reason to be fearful. Um, what we have to do is we have to make sure that as we migrate our data to public clouds, that we're figuring out ways to secure it. And um, there are ways to do it. it. You know, just because you move your data to a public cloud doesn't mean you can't encrypt it and hold the keys on prem so that anybody who does access that data would not be able to read it. Through network security, you know, we're going to have to virtualize networks and continue to encrypt over the wire and make sure that as data transitions from your on-prem site out to, you know, any of these public cloud vendors, that the data in transit is all encrypted. Now we'll transition just a little bit, but I was wondering, just for you personally, maybe even outside of your um, role within the company, what are you most excited for um, for the future of IT? I think I'm really excited to see the redevelopment of applications. Um, here in Oklahoma, where I'm based, we still have a lot of applications that run in a typical three-tier architecture of a web uh, interfacing with an app server that interfaces with a backend database. And those types of applications are not really meant to run in a cloud environment. So if you take um, you know, a, a large uh, scale cloud application, for example, Netflix, they're spinning up containers and those containers all deliver the video and stuff that we watch across a service like that. So I think the most interesting thing for me right now is how developers are going to take these traditional applications that we've run at businesses in my territory and rewrite them in containers for the cloud. And then, you know, how, how does that, you know, impact the infrastructure that all of those containerized apps now sit on and the mobility of those applications between on-prem infrastructure and public cloud infrastructure. William, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com backslash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Landon Jones. Until next time.